How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where if you've been a, a frequent listener of mine, um, or if this is kind of the subject that you care the most about that I normally talk about, um, this host is very, very fascinated by the uh, UFO um, uh UFO, UAP kind of uh, subjects that have been occurring since, you know, he was a, a little, little kid. Uh, I personally, myself, have felt like myself and my brother when uh, or stepbrother when we were young, probably like nine, ten years old. <clears throat> we, we saw something off the Florida coast now because we lived on the beach at the time with a telescope. Um but I've talked about that before, and I've just been fascinated by just different UFO sighting stories and just anything to, related with this field. But as I wouldn't say that I'm like a frequent reader of like all the different sightings that occur. I'm not. I really it's just, um, and it was just something like nonchalant that I would just kind of be fascinated with and just have open conversations with people if they ever talked about it. But in the last or in the most recent four or five years, <clears throat> the narrative about UFO sightings and their direct uh, correlation with the U.S. military as well and, and their sightings of unidentified flying objects or uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, uh, that's really allowed for this, na- this conversation to become a very national and uh, global conversation now. Wondering... How much do our governments know about these sightings, their legitimacy, and the origins or who is behind these unidentified flying objects that people keep seeing? And as we move forward in time, we're starting to get more and more like reported cases from more reliable sources. But something that I didn't even know about that uh, happened a long time ago, uh, and long time ago is not that long ago, but well over 20 years ago, was this event that happened in 1994 uh, in Zimbabwe, of all countries. So it didn't happen here in America. And it also didn't involve adults. It involved uh, children. This story has blown my mind. So in a small town in Zimbabwe, there is a, a rich community um, that has like a private school called Ariel at this school. And it's got um, Zimbabwe is a multicultural country, but it's predominantly um, black. But there are other nationalities of people that live there, either because of work or just because that's just where they grew up at. Um, and so in this little rich community, the school, uh, Ariel, um, had every congregation of, of nationalities there and from different age groups as well. Uh, pretty much just like a one through like the, how most of the world does it where essentially elementary school, and middle school is called primary school. And it's, um, how the U S kind of separates middle school from elementary school everywhere else around the world. They don't do that. They just have primary and secondary school. Primary school is essentially all middle school and and in elementary school combined, and so this is a primary school 
It's got kids ranging anywhere from ages of five all the way up to like 12 years old, 13 years old, young teenagers. And like I said, it's multicultural. Uh, you have every different nationality that goes to school, the school. But they, uh, I think it's like English teaching. So they, they speak a lot of English at this school, like the children specifically. And because um, a little bit more of richer of a, of a private school. Well, anyways, on a random day in 1994, uh, it was a nice, beautiful day out. The teachers needed, the faculty had to have a meeting and they essentially allowed all the kids to kind of run out into a playground. They had a huge play area and, um, you know, well fenced off and everything of that nature, but, uh, you know, a big area. And it was nothing for them to be concerned about because it just seems like they've done this plenty of times in the past. Well, there was just one adult outside kind of managing all 100 plus kids that were out there. And all of a sudden, all of these children noticed craft that had landed on the outskirts of their playground and like out in the bush in the trees. And, and this is essentially kind of close to some forested area. But their their play area was obviously in like a, a plains perspective, like grass, but nothing more than that, no high trees or anything. And but they noticed like out in the trees and the brush out there that a few craft had landed there. They called them they, or they described them as saucer shaped craft. And what came out of the craft were actual people, like entities, and uh, the children described them as having black eyes, some of them having like black hair almost, wearing a black um, metallic looking outfit and uh, their eyes being located a little bit lower than where human eyes typically stay, like a little bit lower on the higher part of the cheek. No, no, or like no ears uh, and their eyes were just like pure black, but like slanted and very squinted and the children claimed that these beings standing about a meter a meter tall so about three feet tall were communicating with the children telepathically and essentially telling them uh somewhere in the realm of like uh be wary of technology and care for your environment and essentially kind of telepathically communicating this thoughts to these children, but kind of more like showcasing them. Like it's weird because obviously I wasn't there and this is kind of just how the kids are described it, but essentially like showcasing them images and audio, like meaning behind like what they were trying to emphasize, like essentially, you know, we'll be wary of technology in the future and, and take great care of your environment and essentially this happened for a bit until finally the crafts left. Well, you know, you have a hundred plus kids now have seen this and some of them actually being communicated with as well. And so they run back to the school. They're frantically telling their teachers, teachers don't know what to, what to say except for you guys are just saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You know, keep it to yourselves. It wasn't until the, the following day when uh, teachers and, and the faculty we're getting pretty much constantly berated by the parents of these children, asking them what's going on at the school. Our children are terrified. They don't want to come back. What, like, explain yourself, like, what's going on. 
Because as a parent, you know, they clearly didn't know what was going on except for hearing from their individual kid, you know, these crazy stories. And so eventually this story kind of blew up in, in that region in Zimbabwe, but it didn't become like national news, but a, a psychologist from Harvard actually got wind of the story and actually went out there with a, a small crew and they filmed themselves. They were just curious. They, they thought it was weird that children in this large, like supposed, supposedly a large congregation of children saw the same thing and have similar stories. That seems weird, especially when you're talking about the age groups being anywhere between five to 10 years old, they can speak English. Um, you know, it's a multinatural or, it's a multicultural group of children as well. So it's not like you can lean on the fact that maybe these kids saw something related to their cultural understanding or, or perspective. Like, no, all these kids stand on different beliefs and everything of that nature. So you can't lean in on that. And, and so, and the, the impact that one group of kids could have on all of them, it just, all, all the things just seem like it was, too weird that all these kids so if true saw the same thing and are telling the same story and so he flew out with a small group of of people and documented himself interviewing and out of the 100 plus kids that saw this 66 of them came forward with you know on camera and and described essentially what they saw and um, I haven't had a chance like I've only heard the backstory of this I haven't even done further research but just <clears throat> the fact that I didn't even know about this story and and the fact that it happened, you know, pre-internet really, especially in that part of the country. So this isn't like something that was fabricated for publicity or for like social media following or anything of that nature. <clears throat> so there's no like ill intent supposedly from like the kids. And so when you have kids ranging from four to 10 years old telling similar stories, it's pretty weird. It, it, it leans on the viability of of very similar in in a lack of skepticism when 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 you listen to like experts, like military experts that are seeing these craft themselves, having eyewitness accounts, and like people that clearly know like the differences between uh, hundreds of different jets because they have to be prepared for it. They have to, they have to like think super quick because they're traveling at over the speed of sound, like Mach one and above. And, you know, they have to be, you know, both mentally and physically fit to be able to command, like to, to operate the most powerful weapons that we have, you know, essentially these aircraft and so when you have these people coming forward and, and saying that they've seen things that they cannot account for and that it cannot be technological blips on their on their equipment, like they're visually seeing these things and they're detecting them as well with their equipment, that's pretty wild. And now you have this, like the opposite, where it's just like very young children, clearly they don't have these level of credentials, but to get a group of like, even getting 20 kids just, like and you sit them in a room and have them watch the same thing and then they all come up to you and tell you the same story that's kind of per, like really rare um so having 66 kids come up in front of a camera and tell their story and how it, and draw it out and all the drawings on paper and and 
the stories that they're telling is very, very much alike like the other kids. It's pretty weird, pretty crazy. And this is one of the very few instances where people have seen beings operate a craft that the beings clearly do not look human. They look different. They have a biped, per, like they walk on two feet and they they stand upright and they have kind of like a, a human-like perspective to them, but they're clearly not humans. And there's this one that is a very intriguing story. And then there's a Lonnie Zamora story that I told that happened in the 60s in Arizona where he saw two beings outside of a tic-tac-shaped craft that clearly were not humans. Um, I don't know. I, I just I cannot wait for this report that's supposed to be coming out sometime soon. Even though preliminary-wise, it's it's looking like the military and the intelligence community is just going to come out and say that they're, we don't know what it is. It, could it be extraterrestrial? We're not sure. Could it be foreign military, though? We're not sure. And so they're really just putting, like, uh, they're confirming that there are sightings, but obviously we've seen that because we've seen evidences of sightings being released now, but they're not really going to say, per se, what they think it is. And all, everyone kind of knew this was going to be the case, but now it's it's being, like, it's becoming more and more of a public conversation. And so it's going to be interesting to see just, like, how much of this lacking in, in information the public is going to be willing to accept before they kind of pressure, you know, their their congressmen to delve further and, and explain essentially what's going on. But I think this past week they had a, a secret meeting. So this is a, before the report's supposed to be coming out sometime soon, but a meeting on essentially what it is that the report is going to release and it would be really great to know kind of what they've talked about in those secret meetings. But um, I don't, it, it's crazy. It really is. Like if you, it, it, there's a lot of garbage out there. Trust me. There's like 99% of this stuff is really garbage stuff. You know, schizophrenic people, people just looking for notoriety. Um, different people that have different reasonings for wanting to fabricate stories about UFO sightings. But then you just see that 1%, not even just like that half a percent of people that their stories, their character, everything that they describe, you know, even years later, still maintaining that level of story. It's pretty crazy. It really is. It just makes you want to believe in even your own personal perspective and your own personal witnessing of things. Like I know I saw something with my brother that day with a telescope. It's a flaming craft that was able to maintain, you know, it's, it looked flaming to me in the sky. I was able to pin, like to pick it out with my telescope, which if you know how telescopes operate, if you slightly move your telescope, it's going to, you're going to have a wide variance up like at the distance that you're looking at. And I was trying to look at the moon and I just noticed this flaming object in the sky and it was not a, you know, uh, falling star or flaming meteorite because that would track through space. And the only way an object can look stationary towards me would be if this object would be flying towards me, but it didn't grow in size. It stayed the same size. I could just tell that something about it. It just looked like it was a flaming craft and I was able to fixate, not move the telescope on this thing and spit in, 
in the air for a bit long enough that both myself and my brother could look, my stepbrother could look through the viewfinder and see um, that crap before it finally just disappeared because it moved and it's just hard to track something like that with a telescope. But, um, you know, I don't know what that was that I saw. No idea. And that's my own personal experience. I know a lot of other people have their own and, and it's really hard to discern whether people are believable or not. But, you know, listening to these, some of these stories sometimes is just crazy. It really is. Like, it makes you just wonder what's going on out there. <laughs> but <clears throat> either way, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I will catch you guys manana. Peace.